How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Doreen DeMarco, executive chef at Sardine Bar, and Meredith Macholik. She used to be a bar back for a famous bartender, Katie Loeb in Philadelphia. We're talking about the 11th annual Dish It Up event, which specifically on purpose is taking place during the month of March, which is uh, Women's History Month. Dish It Up is a fundraiser for WOW, which is Women Against Abuse. So you have been involved in this in the past, right? I have, yes. So seven years, I believe, right? Yeah, this will be my uh, seventh year of helping to design drinks. Signature purple cocktail for Dish It Up, the theme being purple throughout the entire event, the theme is purple. So we're charged each year with coming up with a purple cocktail that is not only enjoyable, but has a nice story to it. So give us kind of an overview about what this event is all about. The event itself is about just supporting women in general. Women Against Abuse is a nonprofit organization, and this is their main fundraiser for the year. So it's really about celebrating women chefs, women bartenders, and their contributions to the culinary scene and everything that surrounds it. So it's a really exciting thing to be a part of because you get to talk with like-minded people, foodies. You get to learn maybe a new way of making something. So it's a really great event to be involved with. And women in the food industry, how important is it to connect with other women and get to know them? I think it's extremely important. You want to take this, Doreen? Come on. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's very important for women in the food industry to connect and get to know each other because the Industry here in the city especially is so male-dominated. So when female chefs can get together and, you know, kind of show a little bit of what we bring to the table, it means a lot. I think it's amazing that the whole event is female chefs because I have attended events in the city or done stories about fundraisers, and it's it's a lot of guys, let's be honest. So mm-hmm. to be able to fill the room with really prominent, excellent female Philadelphia chefs is really Special. Absolutely. I've been that female that is at the random table with a bunch of, you know, guys around hanging out and slinging food and, you know, being the minority, basically just being the only girl. So this is uh, really spectacular that we'll be in a room full of females that are representing our field. To be able to fill the whole room is great. Absolutely. I saw the list today of everyone participating and it's very impressive. Uh, let's go back to you, Meredith. You were talking about the purple cocktails. But before we talk about the purple cocktails, Let's talk about your friend Katie Loeb. Sure. She was a part of this for a long time. Do you want to kind of briefly tell us her story? So Katie Loeb is a prominent mixologist in Philadelphia. Sadly, in December, she passed. But this event was very near and dear to her heart. And back when Katie started, Katie brought mixology to cocktails before people knew what mixology was. She would take fresh ingredients from the farmer's market that she would go to on Saturday and say, hmm, how do I incorporate this kumquat into a cocktail that's refreshing and enjoyable for everybody? So... She had asked me a long time ago when I was working for a company called Philadelphia Distilling if we would like to sponsor it and then if I would like to volunteer with her. And everything we did was volunteer. Like I took a personal day off of work so that we could prep cocktails for 500 people, as did she. And challenging ourselves to make it purple without cheating or using real and fresh ingredients has always been a lot of fun for us to figure out. So I basically barbacked for Katie and just let her genius shine. And it's amazing that over the years that I've done this event with her, the people that 
would come in and beeline. They would skip steak. They would skip cupcakes just for the purple cocktail. What did Katie create this year? So it's really nice that we're able to carry on her legacy with something that was so near and dear to her heart. So I understand Katie passed away from cancer. You're not able to make it this year because of a previous engagement. Mm -hmm. But what's it like for you to continue? You are still participating in that you're prepping. What is it like for you to be able to continue her legacy? And I'm sure you probably still miss her. It's very recent. Yeah, it's tough. I was lucky enough to be able to help throw a fundraiser in her honor that donated towards her end-of-life fund that we held at Philadelphia Distilling in January. And it's important that this happened. I remember at the funeral talking with Chef Barbie Marshall about getting in touch with somebody that was part of Women Against Abuse or Dish It Up because I wanted to make that a point that her legacy would live on because this was important to her. The person who's pouring the cocktails, her name is Heather. She's been a restaurant owner for years and a very good friend of Katie's. They worked together. They drank together. They confided in each other. So I know she's going to do an amazing job, possibly making something that we've made before, maybe one of her first ones or something from her Katie Loeb's uh, cocktail book that she wrote and published a couple years back. And it is important to note that she was such an important figure in Philadelphia. She was a bartender and she was a woman bartender. Like she wasn't just a great woman bartender. She was a great bartender. She was a great bartender. And she was a great, not oversimplifying, but a cocktail chef. Because quite honestly, mixing things together and then adding high proof alcohol to them is not something that's easy to mix the bitter, the salty, the sweet, the savory, and then add a raw alcohol to it and come up with something that hits all corners of your your mouth it's it's a talent to do and she was so good at it so what do you have planned this year I can tell you that it will be purple. It will probably, <laughs> I'm not being fresh. It's going to be purple. It will probably involve some fresh, simple syrups that are going to be made with herbs and spices. Heather and I have been talking around ideas about doing something straight from her book because she was so proud of that book. And to be not only from Philadelphia, not only a female, but to have a book that was published using local brands and pitching local farms was really something special. So Doreen, you're focusing on food. We're going to skip over to food. All right. Can you just give us the parameters? What are some of the rules as far as what you have to present? Well, so far I know it has to be purple. Um, So first thing that came to my mind was everyone's going to go beets. Everyone's going to go cabbage. Um, So I try to think a little bit outside the box. Uh, It's kind of what I do in the restaurant as well. So I want to basically represent myself somehow in with a purple food. I'm actually going to use butterfly pea extract. And kind of play around with that with some masa. And then that's kind of all I want to let out there because it is a competition at the end of the day. This is your first dish it up. How do you prepare for something like this? This is my first dish it up. So immediately I wanted to come up with something that's pretty much clever and something I think no one else is going to bring to the table. In the past, I've helped prep for this event um, when I worked for Marcy Turney. She was a participator in it every year, as far as I know. Um, And this year, that year we did... um, like taro chips, which have the purple throughout. I believe they did a ceviche that year as well. So just kind of going off of like things I'd done with her to help her prepare for it. And what's the prep like ahead of time? Because you're making bites for like 500 people, right? Yes, it's it's a lot of bites. A lot of prep goes into it, especially maintaining that it's going to be fresh and still just as good as, you know, if you had made it right there on site. So basically it's just, you know, making sure that you're going to prepare something that can either hold or go through that many people easily and quickly because people are hungry at these events. So you got to make sure you're putting it out for them to, to get get in on it. And then you also take into consideration like utensils, no utensils. How long will it take them to eat it? How many bites? Like what goes what into the planning process? Um, for me with these events um, and, and a lot of things I do, I have a, a three system type thing where it's 
portable, snackable, and poppable. So you want to be able to keep it moving at these events. You want to talk to people. There's people to see, places to go, drinks to drink. So you got to keep it quick, you know, pick it up one bite, move on to the next spot because there's so much there. If you don't, you know, have something like that, you're not going to get to experience everything. Right. And people might come with a drink in their hands so they only have one hand to eat it. Exactly. You have to keep in consideration that they're just going to pick it up, pop it, keep it moving. Move on to the next. And it's got to be good. It's got to be good. Of course. All right, Meredith, who is participating? Who are the chefs that are being featured in this Women's Chef event? So we have Kathleen Albano from V, which is the actual venue where the event is being held. We have Kiki Aranita from Poi Dog Philadelphia, Roz Bratt from Homemade Cookies by Roz, Lynn Bueno from Feast Your Eyes Catering, Abigail Dalhan from Park Restaurant, Doreen DeMarco from American Sardine Bar, Kristen Eric from Fork, Vanessa Garnier from 33rd Street Hospitality, Rachel Klein from Miss Rachel's Pantry, Julie Klein from Bar Huga, Mary Lockery from The Weston, Brianna Miracci from Hamanera, Lindsay Meehan from The Red Owl Tavern, Jen Satinsky from Weckerly's Ice Cream, Ruth Scott from Cupcakes by Ruth, Marie Steecher from The Restaurant School, Miranda Watson from 33rd Street Hospitality, and Diane Wijojo from Hardina. What does it mean for you to hear all these places? I think that the list itself is pretty extraordinary because it shows so much diversity, too, throughout the food that Philadelphia represents. In the recent years, Philadelphia has put itself on the map as a food city, you know, competing with New York and D.C. so close to us. We're really, you know, stepping our game up and showing that we're a world city when it comes to food. And this list just proves it with, you know, Poi Dog, Miss Rachel doing all vegan things, Hamanera, which is Spanish tapas, Sardine Bar, where I kind of just do whatever I want. It just shows the diversity with female chefs in the city is also something that's, you know, on the rise coming up. So are you look? I want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, are you looking forward to the camaraderie? I'm sure you're going to be like tasting each other's food and being like, oh, I've heard of you. And like, what's the behind the scenes vibe like? I feel like the behind the scenes vibe at this event is going to be very positive, um, you know, just to be in a room full of uh, incredible talent, um, especially incredible talent that's, you know, all female. It's a place where we can all kind of, you know, come together and be like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we are. We're repping. You know what I mean? So I think it's just going to be a real positive, energetic vibe. Meredith, that must feel great when you've been a part of this to be amongst other professional women. It's really great. And because we're and I hate to say it, I'm sure all of the foods can be amazing, but because we're serving the alcoholic purple drink, people come to us and we are nonstop. So we don't get out very much to actually taste anything. And what's great is when the chefs come over or they send their prep cook or to come over and they're like, here, we brought you a little bit of this. Can we have one? And can we have three? Because we have three people prepping and three people. So like there's always a trade-off. So while Katie and I in the past have never actually had to leave the bar We have always been really well fed because it's a really nice kind of tradesies event. But it is really exciting. And to bring it back to Women Against Abuse, what they do is so heartwarming. And there's a solid 20 minutes when they talk about the honoree, the the year's honoree, that there's not a dry eye in the building. And it's just dead silent as you see the good work that the women who run Women Against Abuse do. And this year's honoree is? Rabbi Joe Maderer. 
What's the most difficult part for you, Meredith, of getting ready? Making sure I don't run out. You never want anybody to be like, oh, I heard so much about it. I couldn't get to you and you didn't have enough cocktails. So it's always like doing the math to have the appropriate amount of cocktails. It's a lot though, right? It is a lot. And there's a lot that goes into it. And it's not just doubling a recipe or timesing a recipe by 500. There's a balance that it just doesn't work out when you just increase the numbers. So it's the balance. And um, that's always the most part, the math of, of making enough cocktails to make sure that everybody is served and happy. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to this year? You're going to be there, Doreen. This is my first year, so I'm mostly looking forward to, um, you know, being a part of it because it is such a good cause. This Women Against Abuse, you know, the organization, they do such wonderful things with, you know, laying foundations out there and opportunities for, for women who have dealt with some some tough things throughout their life. So, What was it like for you to be asked to be included? I was actually pretty excited when I was asked to do it because, like I said, I had you know, help Marcy do it in the past, and I've known about it, and this year I was asked, so I felt a little bit special. I was kind of being included in it, you know, because it is, like I said, it's for a good cause, so. And, but I do have to say, even though, like, you feel really specially included, it's still a volunteer thing. You're still donating your food, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it is, it's like an honor at your expense for a good cause. Yes. So we got to point that out, so props to you for that. All right. Dish It Up takes place this year on March 21st. It's a Thursday. It takes place at V. If you want to get tickets, how can you do that? Tickets are on sale on the website. And from what I hear, they're going really fast. All right. Thank you so much. And happy Women's History Month. Yay. 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 <laughs> Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 